Hello, and welcome to another Catholic Family News special report. Uh, and, and as you know, in these series, we've been trying to focus on Catholic action. So many times we have shows where we talk about sort of what's happening, be informed, but then we also want to talk about doing something about it. It's not enough to just be informed, we want to do something. Last week we interviewed uh, Father Marc Vernois, who presented a formal petition to the governor of Florida to consecrate the state to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Great example of Catholic action from clergy. Today I'm happy to join, uh, have join us on the show from Australia, Monica Smith, who has really uh, taken the media, the real media, not the fake media, by storm with the great uh, initiative she's enacted and, and been working on in Australia. So welcome to Catholic Family News, Monica. It's great to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's a great honor to be here with you. Oh, thank you. Well, why don't you start telling us a little bit about yourself, um, how, sort of how, how, what, what your life has been like growing up, uh, how you know, have you always had a, uh, um, a devotion to your faith, or sort of how you've gotten to the point where you are today. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> Lovely background. Okay. In 30 um, words or less. No. <laughs> okay. Good <one>. no, no. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm the youngest of five, and uh, since I was born, my family have been traditional Catholics. Um, so, you know, I was just a, a normal traditional Catholic child growing up. Uh, we went to a Catholic school. Um, we had a great community there. I didn't really have much vigor for the faith growing up, to be honest. I kind of just, um, you know, went along with the ride. And when I was about 18, I stopped practicing my faith. It just seemed a little bit too difficult for a, a young adventurous uh, person. <laughs> So I, I wasn't always the way I am now and I didn't always make my parents proud. So probably for at least seven years, I was not practicing my faith at all. I tried to um, try, the, try the world out, see if that was better than uh, being a Catholic. Turns out it wasn't. Um, and it just leaves you with a lot of scars. And, uh, you know, I learned that the hard way and I, I had something traumatic happen and it brought me back to the faith, which is, you know, many people's story. And uh, from about 26 onwards, I've been uh, practicing my faith. And um, about three years ago, I did a road trip all around America. I went to South America and I went to a lot of pilgrimages. So a lot of the people listening would have seen me or, or, or met me, hopefully. And I, I did a lot of filming and interviewing and things like that. And I just got to know the community there really well. And then when I came home, um, about three months before COVID hit in Wuhan, um, you know, basically I was, I wanted purpose in my life. I've been praying for a long time for purpose. I had told God that I was willing to be single and just work my whole life for something. I didn't know what it would be. I had no idea it would be in any sort of political realm. COVID hit and I was just so distraught with the fact that Victoria, Australia is now the worst lockdown state in the world. So you can imagine we were locked down for four months at the, at, around June, July, August sort of time. And people were angry and they were, they were annoyed and they couldn't protest because it's against COVID restrictions to protest, right? All human rights were just suspended. So I was just, how am I gonna help these people get this anger out? Because I know that if you keep it inside, it just, it just festers and gets worse. So I started, 
a Reignite Democracy Australia, which I had no idea what it would be, to be honest. Um, but basically how it started is I did a live stream protest. So it was a legal protest. Um, and I, I gathered all the comments and I made like pie charts and, and stuff like that. And I sent it to all the members of parliament in Victoria to let them know how people were feeling. And that live stream had 1,500 live viewers and no one knew who I was. I've never had a live stream hit that many views since. So it was this very strange catapulting into action. And from then on, I had a following and I, talking about Catholic action, I, I never hide that I'm Catholic, but it's not the forefront of my action. However, I do put it in wherever I can, trust me. Um, but everything that we do at Reignite Democracy Australia is about transforming the negative emotions that we have into action. Um, there are a lot of people that can't act because they have families and things like that. And for them, praying is probably the only thing they can do. But I absolutely believe that it is our duty as Catholics and human beings going through this time in history to act. Because if we are sitting in a concentration camp in two years' time, what do you want to think? That you tried your hardest or that you didn't? So as a Catholic, I think it will be know you did what you could and every i reckon everyone kind of knows that they've got that they can do something if they can and if you don't you'll never be fully fulfilled so catholic action is 100 percent necessary so did i give you a good enough snapshot yep. there wonderful that that's great and i do know i knew some people that met you on your pilgrimage in quito um where the our lady of uh, good success is i think they they met you when you were down there so they had some good things to say about you So maybe you can share for some of our viewers, many of our viewers are not from Australia, we do have some, but many are not. When you say, um, you know, things are really bad in in your part of Australia, uh, maybe tell us a little bit more, what does that mean? Like, what what were the restrictions that you were facing? Um, You know, what was daily, what has daily life been like under this totalitarian regime? Um, It's like a movie, honestly. Um, The the, the worst... The worst um, restriction period was probably two months. We had, you couldn't go further than five kilometers from your house. And in miles, that is like two miles. Two miles, yeah. Yeah. So some some places are are rural or country areas and they don't even have a shop within five kilometers. So they, they didn't take into account everyone, you know. Then you had a one hour outdoor limit. Now that's impossible to police. Like, who's actually following those ridiculous rules? Like, well, and first what, what, of all, if, if there's a real virus, all doctors tell you the best thing is to go outside and get fresh air. Oh, <laughs> so that just seems even contrary to. <laughs> that conversation is actually yes. deemed illegal here. You you can't talk about vitamin D because oh the only God. cure, the only cure is the vaccine okay mm. now get that in your head and if you don't get it in your head i'll say it a million times more which is what they're doing at the moment so yeah it, um you couldn't leave the house for, for for more than four essential reasons food medication um there there was a list of what they would call essential workers which who deems one job to be more essential right. than the other it's terrible so uh, you, you know everything was closed except for the bottle shops and the fast food restaurants, so you can still poison yourself. No problems with that. So you made a point. Everything, all the restrictions are anti-health, hmm. all of them. Okay, none of them promote healthy well-being. You know, not being able to go to church, not being able to meet with friends, not being able to go to school. The children in school have been out of school in the last eighteen months more than they've been in school. Wow. 
Well, I, I heard a story from someone there that they, and then for Americans, we're, we're like Australia. So you have a country, but you also have different states that are, that make up Australia, like the United States. We had heard that there, you actually, they were, they were sort of bordering. Like you couldn't cross the border into another state of Australia. I, I heard a story, maybe you can tell me if things like this are true. I think it was on Father's Day where people like literally went up to the border when I guess you're allowed out of your house a little bit, but like had to look through the wall or look through the border at their relatives to try to see them. I mean, is that is that exaggerated or have you heard things like this? Oh, that that is still happening. Wow. Yeah. So I, can, I cannot travel. I can't go anywhere. I actually, wow. I can't. Currently, I can't go more than fifteen kilometers from where I live, and then I have to prove that I left the house for an essential reason. That is still happening right now, and wow. because that is part of my bail conditions, if I if I go fifteen point one kilometers away from my house, I could go back to jail for three months. Wow. So, so no, it's not an exaggeration. I haven't left the state since all of this started. Oh wait, no, I did once when we had a window of freedom, but also in Western Australia, which is on the western. Um, you have to prove double vaccination to get into the state. <laughs> double vaccination. Oh, then oh, it'll yeah. be then it'll be triple, quadruple. Wait, <laughs> yes. I mean, th- there are people wow. who who live in Western Australia who who had a daughter who was sick and they couldn't get back there unless they got vaccinated, and so they did. Um, wow. It's and, and obviously you could sue for assault, really, um, because that's that's not informed consent. That's that's bullying. But yes. You know, there'll be so many millions of people in that position. I don't know how we're going to fight all of them. But currently, right now, to your viewers, we still cannot travel around this country. Wow. Well, again, you said if we're if we're in a concentration camp in a year, I mean, we already some people already are. I mean, essentially, if you're you're in a concentration camp in your own home, in in many ways, um, is what that sounds like. So uh, you mentioned, and we'll talk about that next. Then your your, your recent arrest. Uh, I know there was a video that got went pretty viral on on YouTube, uh, where you had the sense of of really, I think, mind to turn your phone on when this happened. So I'll just show. Here's a, a, a clip uh, from this video of Monica being being arrested. Just being pulled over by the cops. Oops. Probably because I'm outside of my Oop. 5Ks, but um, we'll see what happens. So I just thought I'd put the live stream on just in case. I don't know why I just took my seatbelt off. <laughs> So there you see, there is uh, Monica being uh, being arrested. So what did they arrest you for? <laughs> um, they call it incitement. So it's kind of like, imagine you were in the car with a friend and you incited them to park in a no parking zone and they got a fine for parking there. That's basically what I've been arrested for. So apparently I'm inciting people to break the COVID directions, which we call the CHO directions, Chief Health Officer directions. So because of my platform and voice, apparently I'm a danger to society because I'm inciting people to break public health orders. So that's why I was arrested. And I put my live stream on because we don't trust the police here in Victoria anymore. I do know that there are probably 95% of police are good and they don't like this but they will still follow corrupt orders. And that is just what we've seen. So we always turn on our live streams with any police interaction. And it's really wow. sad that we have to do that, but we actually have to, to protect ourselves. I mean, there's been so many stories now of people, being, you know, the pregnant woman being arrested in her home. You probably saw that at yes. some point. 
um, you know, and they live streamed. And because you live stream, it can't dis- they can't delete it or take your phone because it's already out there in the universe. So if I had taken a video with my camera, they might have deleted it and I would have been in jail and I still don't have my phones back, by the way, two months wow. later. So I never would have gotten access to that video. So we, we actually just know now that you have to live stream everything. So, so essentially you were arrested for speaking for speaking out, for engaging in political speech in what these Western democracies, including Australia in that, you know, have sort of claimed, oh, this is the great triumph of freedom and democracy, thanks to us. Everyone has freedom of speech. But now you're just arrested for expressing your opinions on the things the government's doing. I mean, essentially, that's what they charged you with. Oh, it's not even a um, a guess. We we know what they wanted to do. Because yeah. the bail conditions, so I don't know if your audience knows, but yeah, I, I didn't, and you probably, this was the next question yes. anyway, so I'll go yes. into the bail conditions. Yes. Um, so original, so I spent a night in remand, um, which, you know, wasn't fun. And for a Catholic audience, I will explain that there was another woman in a different cell and she was squealing and screaming and wow. and she had a really hard time. And I'm pretty sure that that was the devil, uh, like working through her. She was probably on substances and things like that so but she was screaming like like i don't even know how someone has the energy to scream like that for that long it was really intense and for me it was the devil just saying like you can't do this you're cold you're uncomfortable you know you and you can't do this because i already knew i had a vivid dream three days beforehand like a daydream of this exact thing happening and i said to my partner i said look i don't have any children you know, my family will support me and you will be okay without me. If I get arrested and given bad bail conditions, I'm not going to sign them three days earlier. So we had already discussed it. It was already like I was already prepared for it mentally. But then the devil was like, yeah, you can't do this. And I was like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Anyway, that was the night before. Anyway, so we had a court date. We had a court the next day about Mm -hmm. 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And, (laughs) I mean, the first bail condition was already enough for me not to sign it. But the, the first bail condition said that me, Monica Smith, would have a curfew until my hearing, which could be one and a half years away, from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. every day. Can you imagine? I mean, my, my lawyers said that they've seen better bail conditions on people who have run through houses with machetes. You know, like I'm not a criminal. Um, Anyway, so that was enough for my own personal rights to be exploited that I wouldn't sign it. But it gets much worse. So there were two conditions in there that said, one, I wasn't allowed to incite opposition to the Cho directions. Now, there's a very big difference than inciting someone to break the Cho directions and inciting opposition, okay? That word is very important. But also they wanted me to delete all past content that incited opposition. They also wanted me to delete any groups that I, or manage any groups that I own or in part own that incite opposition. Now, I have probably 150 different channels around all different social media networks because we have community groups all over the country. It's impossible for me to manage that. So basically they were saying in those bail conditions that it is okay to stop someone from speaking their opinion of the government. That's what it was. And they wanted me to delete all content. Now, I'm the vice president 
of a political party. If I wasn't opposing the government, I wouldn't be doing a very good job. So literally all my work, I had seven staff, I had a hundred community groups around the country. All of it would have been deleted. So they didn't even make it hard for me to say no and stand up. They made it really easy because there is no way that I would ever do that to my staff. And, you know, we have 76,000 subscribers, which in Australia is quite large. Mm-hmm. And thousands of people who depend on these community groups for social and emotional support. If I if I had signed those bail conditions just because I wanted to go home to bed, um, it would have ruined people's lives, not to mention the good work that, that we had been doing as a group. So they wanted to absolutely squash me entirely. And if I had signed those bail conditions, not only would everything have stopped, but I would have set a precedent that it is okay to stop someone's human right of freedom of speech in a bail condition. Now, this, a lawyer would argue that I could have signed the bail conditions and um, appealed them straight away. But because they had asked me to delete all content within 20, 48 hours, so you can't appeal that quickly. So it would have deleted everything and then I would have appealed it. Would it have just been too messy? I was like, you know what, I'm ready for this. I'd already planned to go to prison for this if it happened. Um, you know, I don't think that you should force a PR situation just to get PR, but I didn't choose this. It landed in my lap. And so I thought, well, this is my chance to make a stand. So for our viewers, to, to make sure everyone's clear on this, when we talk about bail condition, so when someone's arrested, um, they don't have the trial right, right away. You have to wait. And then usually the court says, okay, while we're waiting for the trial, we'll let you out of jail, but you have to comply with some conditions. And they're basically to make sure you come back for the trial. So often there has to be some money paid that say, you know, if you don't show up for the trial, you lose this money, a, a bond. But then other, you know, general restrictions, you know, you don't, you can't leave. You have to tell people where you're going in general, just to make sure you show up. What they did to Monica here is they basically said, we, we're trying to put you in prison to shut you up and let you, as a political opponent, as part of a political party against the government, silence you. Now, in order to get out of prison, if you want to get out of prison, you have to agree with us and silence yourself and, and delete all your content. I mean, that's what's sort of outrageous here. I mean, this is what you do see in the news about a third world country dictatorship, jailed political opponents to, to shut them up. I mean, this is happening in Australia. Uh, you know, a country that, you know, would have said we may would have considered like, again, the United States or Canada or other other countries are based on the same legal system. So really, really out, out, outrageous and commend you for your bravery. Again, it's easy to sit here right in my home talking to you on a computer and think, oh, yes, yeah, if I were in jail, I'd stay there if the right thing. But as you say, if you're in these, you know, it's got to be a frightening situation to to know you have a way out. There's a door open. All you have to do is, like St. Thomas More, sign the oath. Just do, sign what they want and they'll let you out. So really commend you for your, your fortitude there. Um, so how are you out now then if you didn't sign the conditions? Well, yes. So, um, And I would just say on that, um, the joke's on them really because <laughs> – and, and that gave me a lot of peace in prison. I was just kind of laughing to myself like, Haha, you know, you tried to silence me and now now you've made a martyr out of me and um, now I have an international profile. So that didn't work out really well for you, did it? <laughs> That's just me being a little bit spiteful. But anyway, um, sorry, the question was I'm out now. Yes. So we, I spent 22 days in solitary confinement because I refused to get the COVID test because they're proven to be pretty fraudulent. So anyway, um, 
we appealed to the Supreme Court and we got all the onerous conditions taken away. And this has set a precedent for um, for people like me who are getting arrested for this thing. So three days later after that Supreme Court um, uh, application, there was someone who was arrested for the same thing and they were given my amended conditions. So they didn't have wow. to go through the difficulty. Now, I, I fasted for... 12 days in prison and the last two days were specifically designed to um, ask for the right judge at the Supreme mm. Court and and I said to God I don't need to lose weight or anything just just let me have a good you know this is just let me have a good and the judge was really great and mm. because I've set that press because I had that win with her if anything happens with my bail conditions or anything it will actually be back with her. So I'm very blessed to have a good judge now who seems very fair. And she, uh, she, when she questioned the prosecutor on those bail conditions, oh my gosh, she <laughs> ran rings around him because the prosecutors, they get given a case, you know, and mm -hmm. they don't have to believe in it. They just have to do it. They get given guidelines of what to agree to and what not to. So he can't concede at any point. So he just has to keep talking and make himself look like an idiot, even though he really doesn't agree with this. You can tell it just, she was like, you want her to delete past event details? How would that incite anyone? And he's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, she's like, she can't go for a walk at 7.30 PM on a summer's evening. Are you serious? Like she was quite shocked, wow. um, but she did admit that, look, I can see that Monica is a creative person and she finds loopholes and she will probably find more, but that is not a criminal offense. So she actually had a bit of a soft spot for me, I reckon. <laughs> oh, that's great. And look, what you did, as she says, now helped other people because now other people uh, you know, aren't going to go through what you went through. So it reminds us when we do the right thing, it often will, you know, rebound around and, and help people. So you, you mentioned Reignite uh, Democracy as, as a group you're, I, did you found this or, or did you start it with other people? And here's their website I'm showing as we're talking. Yes, I, I founded that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it just happened on accident more or less, but um, <laughs> just kept evolving. And now we have seven or eight staff and a merchandise. It's a proper fully fledged organization that surprises me too. But well, it's, uh, it's well, really well. Oh, what I was just going to say, we mentioned the merchandise. What I really liked is this tab called Business Directory, uh, where you I get uh, are listing names of businesses there in Australia that are, uh, I guess, supportive or of uh, are are just doing what we would have thought was normal two years ago. <laughs> um, okay. And you know, I think for example, I noticed you say accept cash is interesting. So there are lots of businesses who are refusing to accept the legal tender. I guess that you have to point out that. I mean, it's kind of amazing. We have to plan on a business that's willing to get paid for their products, <laughs> you know, in the normal way. But I think this is great because, you know, this is businesses are the, the backbone of an economy. And if we can get business people to do the right thing instead of being like these woke corporations like Facebook and Disney and all these places, you know, that's how we can really make a difference. So um, I don't know if you know, there's some rumors in the United States now that, uh, again, it's it's a little hard to know exactly what's going on, but there's rumors that a lot of pilots and flight attendants and people who work for airlines are calling in sick to pr protest the vaccine mandates that our mm. person who occupies our presidential office uh, has mandated. And and they're basically saying, okay, you want to mandates? We're not going to accept them. You want to fire us? Run your airline without us. And again, 
it seems like there were thousands of flights canceled yesterday. And the airline claimed this was great. It was because of weather and air traffic control. Uh, even though no, this was one airline in particular, none of the others had any problems. So I guess the weather like just selectively affected planes. But you can see this is a way where you a, a good example of um, you know if people come together like you've been encouraging. Um, you know they're a minority and they can't do things without all of us. Right? They can't produce food. They can't do anything. And so I really like that that you're all as part of your movement reaching out to highlight businesses that are you know doing the right thing as opposed to being instruments of the totalitarians well it, there's a mixture i'll be honest and there is actually a shadow economy forming in australia oh. so there are um uh, student to teacher websites where you can connect to tutors there are job networks so there's like a um to find employment there's a website for that then you have the business directory as well so we are kind of gearing up for the worst um in victoria they've just mandated the vaccine for 1.2 million people um in the workforce so they say for essential workers which is um pretty much everyone Everybody. like it includes hairdressers it includes everyone and that day wait wait wait. so wait when they shut down the country only four people were essential but now everybody's essential when they're mandating the vaccine so they're not even That's consistent a really good point <laughs> I, i'm yeah. gonna remember that thank you um yeah it's, it's really scary so people have really scared right now and people wow. are getting the vaccine who don't want to get it it's really sad um so that date cutoff is actually friday which is three days away so we are trying to get some hasty court cases in so that we can get an injunction against the mandatory vaccine so that we can stop it but there are so many different email templates and ideas running around the internet no one knows what to do but australians we're not really a protest nation. We're not really like America. And we've actually been culturally trained to not be very patriotic. I don't know why, but patriotism is, seems to be racism over here. So um, we had a massive strike happen with the construction workers last week. And it just it fizzled out when the police started bringing rubber bullets. They're shooting people in the back while they're walking away. You know, wow. it's, it's really scary. There's 70-year-old women getting knocked over and then pepper sprayed in their face once they're already on the ground. I mean, this, this stuff is happening. Every protest is like a war zone. It's not a normal situation. You know, I just had a walk to the city on Saturday and there are police all over the city and there's no protest. They're just there. They're just there. So it's, um, it's absolutely a police state here. And then you've got the mandatory vaccinations. It's, um, it's pretty much a mess. Wow. Well, what can people listening to our show, maybe people not in Australia, what can they do to support you? Obviously, they could pray for you, pray for you, uh, what you're doing. But what other ways can people get involved and support you? Sure. Well, the first thing I would say is I would love to duplicate what we've done here. And if there is someone with the passion and the time to start a Reignite Democracy America, I'd be totally up for helping them do that. That's one thing. Secondly, well... I haven't announced this yet, but there is going to be a global event at some point to try and help Australia. Um, as the judge said, I'm creative and I find loopholes and I cannot do events in Australia, but I can do them all over the world. So um, that will be coming out soon. So if your channels could promote that when I have yes. the paperwork ready. Um, secondly, you know, maybe you could interview more people in Australia to get the message out. 
Um, but yeah, I think this global event is going to be a really great way for the world to actually, basically, we are not allowed to protest. We get shot in the back going home, right? So if the world can do it on our behalf, I think it will send a really strong message to our government that it is this bad and that we do not feel safe here anymore. And I think that citizens who have dual citizenship with Australia and another country, I think they should ask their home country to get them out of here. It's not safe here anymore. Like it's 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 an absolute, it's a jail here. Um, although it's it's nice, you know, there's still cafes open that you can, you know, there's an illusion of some normalcy to life, but it's it, anything can happen at any time. The, the idea of a, a war plane going over my head doesn't, it's not surprising to me if that would happen. Like nothing would surprise me at this point. They're building massive uh, what they call quarantine facilities, spending billions of dollars on these quarantine facilities, but yet they've just started trialling self-quarantining at home. So I'm just wondering what are those what are those uh, big facilities for? I would say that they're for the unvaccinated. So it's, it's, it's going to get worse Um but support-wise, I think just sharing our content, what, what, what's going yes. on here. But also, in your own country, be positive and hopeful and don't let, them, don't let them break you in your spirit because that's what they're trying to do here with all the ups and downs of the rules. They just want us to break like an animal on a chain and so that we do whatever they want. So I, I have a saying that during times of psychological warfare, collective courage of conviction is going to be our strongest weapon. So we all have to believe that we can win and then we're going to be stronger together. But I think Australia is the tip of the spear, okay? So whatever's mm. happening here is going to happen there. They chose us because I think we're weaker mentally because we've had such a good life here in Australia and we're not a protest nation, etc. And we've got just had a really good lifestyle here. So I think we were a really great target. But they are, especially Melbourne where I am, they're testing everything out with us. So if you think that this isn't about you, it absolutely is. And you have a chance to stop it before it comes to your country by supporting us in any way you can. So that's what I would say. Wow, great, great advice. And uh, again, the website you see up there, reignitedemocracyaustralia.com.au. Um, you can go there. It's really a great website. And I noticed on there, I think it said 76,000 subscribers for something you just just started, as you said, not, not that long ago, uh, is, is phenomenal. So definitely check out the website. And if you let us know about your global events, send us the information. We will certainly um, make, uh, make our viewers and readers uh, aware of it. Uh, so thank you for giving you, you're obviously a, a busy person. Thank you for giving of your time to share your story. Hopefully inspire our viewers to do things like this. Again, like we talked about with Father Vanois last week, if nobody asks the governor to consecrate the state to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, he's not going to do it. If we don't get out and uh, call for things that need to get done and stand up, then there'll be nobody left to do it. And we'll, as, as Monica said, find, wake up one day in, a, in some kind of a concentration camp and say, how did we get here? So uh, wonderful telling your story. Any parting thoughts you'd like to share? Well, I think a lot of Catholics use the excuse that I'm not going to fight, I'm just going to pray. And I do understand that. And for some people, that is all they can do. And if that is all you can do, then that's what you should do. But if you know that you can do more, it's your duty to listen to that voice and to be persistent in finding your purpose. You'll be happier, might take a bit of effort, but you'll feel more fulfilled and you'll be at peace. So my lasting comment would be don't use I'll just pray as an excuse if you can do more. 
don't just pray when you can do more. Excellent. So pray, but don't just pray. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you, Monica. And uh, we'll keep watching what's happening down there and look to hear about your global event. So thank you for uh, visiting and listening with us today. Uh, and if you, as always, have enjoyed the free videos and audio podcasts we make available, please consider subscribing to all of our channels. Uh, we mentioned the V word, so this prop may get pulled from YouTube. We will always have backups on Rumble, so check Rumble uh, if you can't find this. If you tell somebody about it and all of a sudden it's gone, not so, it may not be surprising. Uh, also, we have audio podcasts available, which you know some people like listening. So please share them, spread the word. This is how we can get around them, by just sharing the information ourselves. So please join our apostolate and do that as a thank you for us making this available. And if you enjoy our free content, please consider subscribing to Catholic Family News. Our monthly newspaper comes out the first of every month. We get look into lots of issues affecting the church and the world from a Catholic perspective. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time on a Catholic Family News special report.